Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, Katie and I just wanted to pop on here quick and first off just say thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure that you're following us. You can do that by going to our show page and hitting the green follow button. That way our new episodes will always show up on your homepage so you never miss a new episode. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed over there and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. And you can also check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel and you can also catch our exclusive video only pre show there. Make sure that you're subscribed to that channel and that you hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever new episodes go up every single week. Thank you guys again so much for supporting Popcorn Chats and Katie and I. We appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. Buckle up because it's gonna be a long ride. It's gonna be a wild ride. Nobody cares but we're gonna tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Yeah, that's botched. Yeah. I mean, no one's fucking showing up for that. And also, like, we don't have a lot yeah. to say on there. And I need to, like, get my shit together and start doing more live reaction shit. I also, need- I'm going to watch The Hunger Games without you if you don't want to watch them for a whole day. I did want to watch them. Okay. <laughs> I do. I still very much want to. And then I saw this video of someone who she made a crying raft. She kept track of everything that she cried about this year and how oh. many times. And she cried like 113 times over the Hunger Games. And I was like, fuck. Dude, I want to do an... This is kind of unrelated, but I want to do an episode about ships. Like, like our favorite ships. Oh. <gasps> I love that. And shows. Oh my god, wait, I'm gonna jot that down on our little schedule. Okay. Not that like we have time for it right now, but And I mean do, we don't even that. really need like a two year anniversary episode. Like if we don't have anything to really talk about. Yeah, we could yeah. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do for that. We need to kind of come up with a plan for that. Are you ready? Yes. Wow, I have one note. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. I'm McKay. And this week, we are talking about the book-to-movie adaptation, The Hating Game, starring Lucy Hale and another man that I don't know his name. But we know Miss Lucy from PLL, and shocker, her name is Lucy in this. I feel like his name is Austin Stowell. Okay. Give it up for Austin Stowell, everyone. Austin a little stiff, but... Wait, who was the one from the Duff that we thought? Robbie Amell. Okay, so we thought that Robbie mm-hmm. Amell was going to be in it. He was supposed to be. He would have been perf. He would have been perf. He was my Josh Templeton. But Lucy <sighs> Hale, you said, was your Lucy in... Yeah, when I saw that she got casted for that, I was like, that's perfect. literally perfect. Yeah. And then she, when I saw Robbie Amell, like, I was like, that's also literally perfect. Yeah. Damn. I would yeah. like to see an alternate universe yeah. where that would have worked out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lucy is just a very Lucy looking person. Mm-hmm. She's very petite. Mm-hmm. Big eyes. Mm-hmm. Doll looking Very person. doll-like, yeah. yeah. Like wow. a little doll. Yeah, so we love doing this type of thing where Michaela has read the book, loved the book, and mm-hmm. then we get her reaction on the film adaptation. Here's the thing. I think maybe past Katie would have been more entertaining to listen to on this, depending on your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But I probably would have shit on this movie more mm-hmm. than I will be today. I was kind of waiting for you even while we were watching it to shit on it. I, I was waiting for you to turn to me and, like, roll your eyes, but you uh, didn't. You, like, seemed to at least be, like, entertained by it. It's weird. You know, lately, like, 
I've just been, like, the other day, Corinne had on um, the Sex Lives of College Mm -hmm. Girls or whatever. And I was, like, sitting through it. And I wasn't, like, really saying anything about it. And then she was like, do you want to watch the next episode? And I was like, no, this is a horrible show. Like, this is horrible. And she's like, well, you didn't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not, like, I'm just watching it. And I'm taking it in for what it is. But, like, it's bad. Yeah. Like, whoever wrote this can't fucking write dialogue mm-hmm. for shit. Yeah. Well, we found out that there were lesbians in it, so then we just watched all the lesbian scenes. <laughs> and even those were Priorities. horrible. I was like, who the fuck is writing this? Not a gay person? Not a gay girl? That's for fucking sure. Because this is botched. Garbage. But anyways, I don't know. I just kind of am trying to live in the moment and appreciate mm-hmm. things for what they are. And mm-hmm. was this amazing? No. No. But- we had fun watching it together. Yeah. This is the type of movie that I love watching with you. Yeah, because it's just like we can kind of make fun of it, but we're still, it's not like so bad where we're not enjoying it. Like we're right. enjoying ourselves. We can kind of poke fun, but we're also like, that was actually cute. That was funny. There's a spectrum. Yeah. Like Kissing Booth is unenjoyable to watch. Like that brought us to fucking tears. <laughs> That's how bad it was. That was our villain origin story. (laughs) That and Radio Rebel, like, watching them back to back. Oh, my God. That is not this. This I put in the category of, like, after Fifty Shades, Shades. where they're, like, cringy, not great movies, Mm -hmm. but I thoroughly enjoy watching them. Right. So it's like, does that make it a good movie? Because, like, my enjoyment level? Then, like, maybe. Like, critically, no. Yeah. But enjoyment level, yes. Yeah. 100% 100% agree. And I knew going into it. I did not go in. I only went in with the expectations that I wanted to see my favorite scenes yeah. from the book into the movie. I did not go in there with high expectations, like House of Gucci, The Last Duel, right. like that kind of yeah. level of cinema, which is what you need to have those that mindset going in. But that's what I want to talk to you about, like your feelings about how it was adapted yes. into a film. Yes. Check in. How's it going? Um, you know, I was having a bad day and then Katie and I made these fun plans for this week and now it's a good day. Or like ending on a good note. Um, it's more just it was annoyed because like I did like three hours working on this one project and then I was like, can you look at this to make sure I'm on the right track? And it was like, literally no. Hmm. And then it was, like, so all that work was just for nothing. And I was, like, really proud of it. Like, I I finally felt like I was doing a good job. And then I was not. Then when the afternoon hit, I was just, like, I'm just, like, done. (laughs) Like, I was just frustrated. I'm, like, I just need to, like, not work on this for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So then I worked on some other work. But I'm just, like, now I'm just kind of tired. But it's Survivor finale week. Very exciting. Interested to see how that plays out. And, yeah. Yeah, that's already tomorrow. Wait, because it's my... No, it's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Bless the fuck up. Thank God. And I have a ton of time off of work coming up over the holidays, which I am so looking forward to. That's going to be so nice. Yeah. Which I have, like, other... Because even though when I'm not... When I'm done with working, then I'm, like, editing or I'm writing or I'm... Re- like, reading is now, like, kind of part of the job Very for true. me. I'm just excited to have some time to, like, solely focus on that stuff. So, yeah. yeah that's exciting. Good. Yeah. How about Thank yourself, you. Katie? How's it going? 
Um, it's going fine. I so like started my new job. Today's day two of my new job, and I already feel like I'm gonna get fired. I feel like my boss hates me. I'm just constantly afraid, and I kind of had something similar happen to me yesterday on my first day. I was like working on something all day, and I was like, wow, I just feel like so proud of this, and I feel like he's gonna be so happy that he hired me. Mm-hmm. And then, and I like texted him in the like early part of the day, and I was like, can you just like check this and make sure I'm doing a good job? And he didn't get back to me until like four. And and then he was like, wait, what are you doing? And then I was like, what I thought you wanted me to do. Oh, and was no. Like, mm, no. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So I How did that happen to both of us? I know. Isn't that wild? When you were saying that, I was like, I think fucking happened to me. But it was fine. I mean, it is what it is. But, like, I just feel stupid. So I hate, like, the first part of anything. Mm-hmm. I hate, like, the first week of school. Yeah. I always hated syllabus week. I always hated the beginning of school, the school year. And I also think, like, the transition from high school to college easy. is so daunting. No, it's daunting. Oh, I thought that I, was so easy. I thought the transition from high school to college was so daunting. I got a C on, like, my first college exam. And I was like, I... I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like, I'm not good out for this. <laughs> and then now, like, my transition from, like, college to the real world is also kind of, like, whew, scary. But it's fine. And, like, yesterday, I don't know. I was on, like, a like a call with him late at night because, like, he's in a different time zone than I am. And he was, like, telling me how to do things. And I just, like, felt stupid because mm-hmm. we were, he, I was, like, sharing my screen with him. And he was, like, click that click that and then like if I didn't get it right away it'd be like the purple button I'd be like oh my god Uh, and yeah it was scary and then like when we hung up yesterday I was like I'm sorry thank you for being patient with me and he's like it's okay like the first week is always hard like you'll get better yeah he can't expect you to know everything right off the bat it's brand new yeah it's just like the the industry that, that I'm working in it's like time is money like it's very like intense yeah so yeah we'll see how it goes i just wonder who's that so you thought which do you think was worse the transition from high school to college or college to real life i think college to real life is bad yeah the worst yeah but i i'm just saying i had a hard time because i've always been a very like student-minded person yeah and school always came easy Mm -hmm. to me and then when it was like you actually have to kind of work hard (laughs) in college yeah i was like oh fuck yeah, like you have to study. I just am used to showing up and knowing the answers because I like I still listened in class. Study, but also like I think I cared about my grades maybe less than you did. Yeah, I don't know. And then I don't know. I found the transition into college actually really easy, and by the end of it, like I had like a 4.0 my last two years because I was in like all classes that I actually liked and cared mm-hmm. about. But then it was the transition from college to real life where then it's like, is this? I think it was more of like an existential crisis. Yeah. It wasn't like just the workforce part of it. It was like, is this literally my life now for like ever and ever? Yeah. Like I feel like, like it was a more life transition. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, for me, like being so, such a student all my life and like, doing well in that regard and always having that like you turn something in and you get a good job on it right away like yeah when that's taken away from you it's like where's my self-worth yeah you know you're not telling me good job yeah you're not saying good job even now like even in the workforce it's kind of like that isn't always a thing where you're getting praise or like getting feedback yeah. and it's just kind of like uh, if my bosses don't say thank you i think i'm getting fired right like i <laughs> 
I think it's like one, it's like a generational thing. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you like don't always need to be like thanked for your, or like patted on the back. But then also I think it's the fact of being like men and women. Like I just always need to feel like validated right. <laughs> that I'm doing a good job. And I don't think that sometimes they realize that like if yeah. they don't even sign off with like a little thank you, I'm like, they hate me. I'm getting fired yeah. and I'm going to be homeless with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's where my mind goes when in reality it never even crossed their mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just like kind of on to the next thing already and they're not even like thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also just trying to find a place to live in California and everywhere fucking costs a million dollars. And it's like, I don't. You're paying like so much fucking money regardless. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find a place where I'm not going to get mugged when I walk outside and I'm not going to find a roach in my bed. Yikes. And if I have to pay $200 extra a month for that, then so mm-hmm. be it. But it's just fucking bogus because it's like you're paying so much money yeah. to live in a shoebox. And it's Dude. tragic. I remember when we were for, when we were like before the pandemic, when we were kind of like talking about that and I was just like on Zillow, like looking around out there. I was like, literally, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's horrendous. Plus, like, not being out there to go, like, look at places. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, having my cousin go and FaceTime me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyways, let's get the fuck into this. Oh. I didn't realize you were sitting up there looking, looking at us. Hi, Hello, Dorian. Another narrated open. We had that in House of Gucci and I said I loved it there. And again, I loved it in this. I don't hate a narrated open. I know I think like critics hate a narrated open. I don't, especially because how else are we supposed to set up the picture of like these two companies that were separate coming Mm -hmm. together? Like that would have required a lot more of time or like some sort of meeting to be like, when we merge, like this, like, I don't know. It's just like, get, get, get into it. I don't need, or like a news headline, somebody reading like the newspaper being like, so-and-so and so-and-so merged together as companies. Yeah. There's always some sort of setup. Every film, every story that you start has to have set up. It's everybody's mm-hmm. least favorite part of everything. Mm-hmm. There's really no way to make it interesting, mm-hmm. except you have a distracting thing for the audience to watch while they're getting this information. Mm-hmm. And for me, as long as that part of the setup is strong, the distraction, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I don't care. The narration, yeah, it, it's not what I would personally do, but it gets the job done. And with this type of thing, I just want to know what I need to know and get into yeah. the story. And with this, the distraction factor is the two of them sitting in the same office with their very, like, polar opposite setups. And mm-hmm. that's enjoy enjoyable, and it does a lot to establish their characters without a whole lot of talky-talk. Mm-hmm. The narrated open, solid, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. And again, we need to know why Lucy hates Josh. So, like, for her mm-hmm. to tell us, uh, like, rattle off the list, it's like, okay. Right. Straight into the point. Because otherwise we would have had to, like, go back and look at some montage of, like, all their different interactions that made them not like each other. Right. And it's like, let's just get into it. Let's get into the story. Drop me in. I think a narrated open also makes a lot of sense for a book-to-movie adaptation. When there is, like, so much written exposition. Is it told in her point of view? The book. That's a great... Actually, I'm thinking it's third. No, actually, it is first person with Lucy's point of view. Okay. I was thinking it was third because it's traditionally published. And I feel like traditionally published a lot of the times are third, which I don't like as much. Mm-hmm. But I love the two workspaces. Mm-hmm. I love that she has a Dell. He has a Mac. Yep. Very black and white on his side. Pristine, organized, sharp edges, sharp lines, clean. Then on her side, it's like funky, colorful cute 
definitely like very personal. Well, actually both sides are very reflective of their personalities. But I think too, like if you didn't read the book, just looking at that right away, you know the two types of people that, they're, that they are, mm -hmm. especially judging by their clothes. Which side do you vibe with more? I think I'm more drawn to Josh's side. I think I'm more drawn to Lucy's side. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think just my, I like my space to be very crisp. Mm -hmm. Me organized, everything has its place. Mm -hmm. And I like neutrals. I don't like bright. That's yeah. the thing with you. Yeah. And I don't necessarily love bright as much as I love color, but I like jewel tones, mm. you know, like that kind of yeah. color. But I, I am not very organized. And also like when I'm working, like I like seeing things like I don't like. Like, when I'm writing, like, I don't like writing in, like, my bedroom where I don't really have any decoration to, like, look at. Where if I'm in my office there and I'm surrounded by my paintings, yeah. like, I feel, like, more creative than in, like, a very, like, crisp cut environment. Like, my cubicle at work used to have, like, quite a bit of stuff on it. It was, mm -hmm. like, all cute. What's funny is they're looking into each other's things, so they're just staring at that all day. Yeah. So it's, like, makes them see it even more. Yeah. And Josh's side just feels a little cold. But I do kind of like it. Like there's yeah. a pl like I do aesthetically. I like looking at it. Yeah. But like if would I rather work in it? Probably not. As I think much. I'd want to. I need bright. Yeah. Like I need bright. Like a window. Yeah. I need like natural light. Mm -hmm. I hate overhead lighting. Fucking garbage rat. I hate my fucking overhead lights in here. Yeah. I just I'm a very big. I need like brightness, but I don't like bright colors. Mm -hmm. I like neutrals. Fair enough. You know what I really like the most is when she goes to Mac's office is, so if you've seen the movie, he has a, what I would call a glorious painting picture of a cat in space. Yeah. And I, I want that. It's just like paws on the thing. I think it looks so <laughs> cute. I love that. Yeah, that and was again, a very like thing. showing his personality. When like, did I really care about him? No, but he is like a semi key side character. Yeah, it's like again, you got to show a little bit of something, something with him. I like how he wasn't scorned and he wasn't bitter. Yeah, and he just kind of rolled with the punches. I loved when they were walking on the bridge, and then he said, "So just like to make things clear, like there's nothing here," and she just kind of went like, like. Gave him a nonverbal cue. And he picked up on that and he was like, say no more. Say no more. We're all good. Amazing. Men, take notes. Thank you. Yeah. Pick up like, on nonverbals. Let's not ruin our friendship. Mm -hmm. But this is the vibe. We both feel it. Let's not make it awkward. Let's just mm -hmm. pick up where we left off in the yes. friend area. A hundred percent. I liked him. I did too. He was fine. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. He was like fine. You know? Yeah. And... That's the same th way that Lucy felt about him. Mm -hmm. She loves him as a friend, and when they kissed, she was like, that was fine. Yeah. No sparks. Lilas, Mac. Lilas, Mac. Yeah. You gotta go with who's giving you the sparks, who's giving you yeah. the butterflies. We love this trope. I mean, em enemies to lovers. Shut the fuck up. That's Michaela's shit right there. It's a god tier trope for me. I love enemies to lovers so much. Because if they, there's that thin line between hate and love. And even like, I think they talk about that yeah. in the movie. Like, there's that very thin line. And I love seeing that like step over it. Because it's like, it's a very then easy jump for me mm -hmm. to going from hate to love. And also if they yeah. don't hate each other. Like I love the tension and I love the like frustration and angst that's built within this trope. Yeah, I think the fine line between, like, hate and love is kind of 
created by obsession. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when somebody hates, like I get really annoyed with people who hate a certain person so much because they talk about them all the time. And I'm like, are you actually a fan? It's like, it sounds like you are obsessed with them actually and that you know everything about them and you sound like an obsessed boyfriend or girlfriend in a honeymoon phase. I totally agree. It's like very similar. Yeah. It's like people online who just like make content hating on like a person or something. Mm. And that's like their whole entire content. I'm like, so you hate them, but yeah, you've made it your whole brand. Right. Or a lot of stuff online. Like I wouldn't even know that that offensive thing is going on if the haters didn't shed a light on it. Mm -hmm. So now it's like getting more publicity because you're hating on it. Yeah. Could anyone just shut the fuck up? Really? Yeah. That that is the question. Mm -hmm. But no, I love that concept of the line between hate and love Mm -hmm. when it is crossed Mm -hmm. and the tension that is built up towards that. I think this Mm -hmm. film does such a good job Mm -hmm. of building that tension up. And then when it's finally crossed, that passionate love moment is very satisfying and titillating because it's like, I hate you, but I love you. Yeah. Sex. Not just, I love you. Yeah. It's like makeup sex, but they haven't, they've just been fighting their whole lives. It's hard to describe, but it works, baby. Um, we didn't even do standout star and standout I'm scene. Sorry. No, we just got ahead of ourselves. Standout star. Who's your standout star? I think Josh. (laughs) <laughs> really? I like him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he is hot. That was a great ass shot. I'm like, was that an ass double? Or was that? Pro- I don't know. Maybe that's why they switched the actors when what's his name took off the towel. They were like, this isn't it. Let's reshoot the whole thing. <laughs> Um, also, that was like a very clean butt. Yeah. Like yeah. men's asses are not normally so hair free. Lucy's <laughs> reaction to his <laughs> yeah. no towel body was funny. A vibe. Yeah. Good for her. Can't blame her. He was hot. Okay. Why are we fucking frozen again? Oh. This always fucking happens. Literally Lilas. Also, kitties, did someone else just also shit? <laughs> Yeah, I think that someone just shat. That's why. Okay, I think my standout star is Lucy. I just, I feel like she so embodied the character and was like exactly what I pictured in my mind that I think she just like fits so well that that made my overall enjoyment of her so high. Yeah, I think the reason why I like Josh so much is because I didn't have the book to go off of, whereas you did. Yeah. And he didn't fit as well for you, you said. Yeah, not as much. Yeah. I felt like he was a little too, like, frat guy-ish and not enough, like, just brooding, big kind of guy. Like, he had more charisma than I felt like Josh had. Like, Josh was a little more, like, deadpan than the book. Okay. And he wasn't as much in this. Which, like, I get it. It makes sense. You need, like, someone to maybe be a little more charismatic on screen. Right. Where in the book, that, like, dead kind of sense of humor translates more, I guess. I kind of got the sense that, like, once they started going for that job, he kind of upped the charisma game to try to get people to like him more. Yeah. Where, like, I he never tried to, like, get people to like him. But, yeah, I think that is a case where, like, you not reading the book enhanced your view of him, where that kind of, like... What would it be? Why can't I think of a word? Like took away from. Took away. (laughs) Took away from my viewing enjoyment of Josh. We're like Lucy, I felt like just spot on. Here's the thing. In the book, my standout scene was the paintballing scene. Mm -hmm. I loved that scene in the book because they 
really like truly there are like absolutely no vibes between the two of them up until this point and like they fully like hate each other still but then in the book lucy like starts getting shot at and then josh like pushes her up against a tree and covers her or covers her with his body and like takes all those like paintballs and that is like the first time where it's like <gasps> like he does kind of like her and i felt like in this we had already kind of gotten the sense that like he was into her yeah that it didn't seem as like <gasps> of a moment and also i just thought the paintballing scene overall was kind of like not as good as what i pictured in my head mm -hmm. um so like standout scene in the book was the paintballing scene but i really loved like the times at the wedding like i loved her telling off the mm -hmm. dad scene i loved that with them i loved them checking in why was our standout scene actually not jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> the hotel guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I did love their scenes like at the hotel when they were like checking in, getting into the room, he like was, their times there. I forgot about him and Kayla. Yeah. He was so like out of nowhere weird. For no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Why was that a thing? That's yeah. so funny. What was yours? Mm, I did really like her telling off the dad. And I like the sex scene. Mm -hmm. and could have been spicier in my opinion but it's fine i liked their general office interaction yeah like when they were sitting at their desk i thought that was strong or like what the elevator scene when they first made out was pretty hot good. okay actually that was the that scene did happen beforehand so we did know that they like kind of liked each other but then it was very standoffish so i take that back with the oh. paintball scene but yes that scene was hot she gets shot at paintball and mm -hmm. then she's throwing up. That kind of yeah. reminded me of Fever Pitch. Remember when Drew yeah. Barrymore is throwing up and uh, Jim, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon <laughs> is taking care of her. Yeah. And he, she like doesn't even know his name. But it's kind of just like, why that. are you taking care of her when you hate her, supposedly? Yeah. You know? And it's just kind of like when men really like someone then they're like i'm gonna take care mm -hmm. of you and that's sweet i love that trope yeah because it's traditionally like the women are the caregivers but mm -hmm. it's nice when like men step up to the plate and do it yeah we love a guy with daddy issues yes lucky for you <laughs> we kept God. singing that <laughs> we kept singing that song but like, but I, I like his, you know, little past, his story arc of being always kind of behind his brother. And then we mm -hmm. find an extra layer that the, his ex-girlfriend left him for his brother. That is so awkward and unfortunate. Yeah. And I don't know if I could be a part of the family anymore. Like, mm -hmm. that would just be very difficult. That would be. Especially when they dated for so long. It's not like you went out on, like, a date or two, and then it was like, this isn't right. And then she, like, connected with your brother, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, a little odd at first, but, like, fine. That that moment when she, like, stood up for him, and uh -huh. then he kind of has that, like, backstabbing misunderstanding moment. Oh, I hate that. I hate that mis miscommunication at the end of, yeah. like, the little. I'm like, if y'all would have just, like, talked for even a half a second, we could have avoided this. And I didn't like that their end reconciliation happened in front of the entire office. That was uncomfy. Mm -hmm. But glad that it all, all worked out in the end, obviously, for them. Yeah. And it was cute, their little phone call at the end when they're, like, talking, like, two little publishing people. That, yeah. That was cute. I love that. They never hung up, but that's okay. Little Mr. and Mrs. Smith <laughs> yeah. moment. But I don't like the office people being involved either. Mm -hmm. I think it w would be stronger if they all are like, they hate each other. Mm -hmm. 
And not this weird, like, mom and dad are fighting, like, weird shit. And then them being like, there's no vibes with you guys. Like, I think it's better when it's secret. Yeah. And no one knows about it. And it honestly should have been kept a secret until the very end. Mm -hmm. And they never, like, kiss in front of anybody. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, I accepted a She comes into work. His desk is all packed up. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, what? She sees, like, catches him. Or her, her whatever person, her supervisor, tells her that she got the promotion. She sees him, like, walking out with box of his stuff she runs outside and then they have their reconciliation yes. moment outside where he mm-hmm. tells her he accepted a job yeah and then he tells his boss to go fuck himself and then they make out a hundred in front of no one else 100%. and it's just for them and then they have that phone call later i would have loved that i would have loved that i totally agree i think that would have been so much better yeah and that whole conversation in the elevator first of all that poor hr supervisor oh, you yeah. could not pay me enough money to be an hr i feel like hr would although i'm nosy so i'd like to like know what's going on all the time but also that would just be too much right. and for that elevator sequence for them to refer to themselves as mommy and daddy like that that's a huge red flag it grossed me out i was like this this is cringy in a bad way that's you know not it's not cringy in a good etiquette. way no. Oh, so we talked about this in a Christmas dance reunion, how the third act breakup yeah. can be kind of annoying. Yeah. And yeah, just like the miscommunication, but I did appreciate in this, it didn't drag out too long. Yes. It was close to the end. Yeah. Like the, the breakup and the makeup were like relatively within a short period of time. Yeah. It didn't take too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. It's just rude because like you assumed that he was being a dick to you and then he came up to you and you were a dick to him. Yeah. Because you assumed. So you made an ass out of you and me. Well, no. So I just don't know how then you would just go off like not saying anything to him like that would make me so fired up that I would want to like confront him and be like what the fuck is up with this hash it out communicate rather than being like I never need to speak to you again right and I feel like that's very unrealistic I feel like women often want to be the ones to communicate and figure everything Mm -hmm. out and men hate communicating and emotions and they're just like well can we just be done and drop it yeah do like well I need fucking closure I'm gonna go insane yeah yeah. Also, I did like her little presentation, like how confident she was and everything in it. But correct me if I'm wrong. She was basically describing like Wattpad. Yeah. Like that was her idea. Mm-hmm. Was like something that already exists. So, I mean, good for you. Love that. Can we talk about the other standout star of this film? Sure. The wardrobe. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Every outfit I want. It would look like garbage on me. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked so cute on her. She'd be one of those actresses that's very fun to dress up. Yeah. I remember the stylist on Pretty Little Liar said that she was her favorite to dress because she could like have the most fun with her clothes because of like the character in general, but also the fact that Lucy Hale looks good in like literally everything. Yeah. It's like all the stuff in stores. It's like made for people like her and that's like 1% of the female population. Yeah. So Olivia and I watched this again the next day because then Olivia hadn't seen it after we had so I watched it with her Olivia turned to me and she's like she has a perfect body because she has like a big butt good sized boobs and then she's like proportional mm-hmm. and then like her face is just stunning like she has big eyes big lips mm-hmm. her hair is great like really Lucy Hale it's just again I just I don't really some think it's some people fair. just fucking have it all some Did people got just tweet favorites. that was like remember when this was the peak of fashion and it was the four girls from Pretty Little Liars dude that was outfits. the fucking fashion I know but. when it's just like that's what like Maurice's used to be like yeah. everything in that store yeah and like buckle and all that shit it's just like yeah. looking at it now it's like that is fucking hideous like I would not be caught dead wearing anything no like that. 
But watching Pretty Little Liars, like, I can look at that and I'm like, that was the fashion. Like, it's kind of like in Gossip Girl. Again, you're watching that and you're like, is that fashionable now? No, but that was the moment. Yeah. And, like, I can appreciate it for right. what it was. And that's what every... It's, like, nostalgic because that's what every store looked like back then. Yeah. This movie also made me want to be a short woman because Josh picked her up so many times. And I told Katie, I'm like, I will never have that happen unless if I date Sasquatch. So... <laughs> That's unfortunate for me. You know, I loved their size difference in this. Mm-hmm. It was just cute. Yeah. I like seeing her being like itty bitty and then he's this like big tall dude. So it has been a long time since I've read the book. I probably read it like two years ago. They did, for what I can remember, it did a good job of adapting. Like a lot of the iconic scenes, even though like the paintballing scene in this wasn't necessarily like my favorite, they still had it in there. Mm-hmm. They had like Josh taking care of Lucy when she got sick. They had like the office moments. They had the wedding. Like, all of that stuff carried over from the book, which, in the elevator and the date, like, everything like that was all in the book, which I appreciated, because especially, I think, a movie like this, it's a rom-com, which is marketed towards women, Mm -hmm. and it's based off of a romance novel, which is marketed towards women. So it's like your audience is a high crossover ratio within that. Like I know on my book Instagram, every single person that I follow was posting about watching this movie this Mm. weekend. So it's like you brought all of those book people to it. I like that they kept it pretty on brand for that and like tried to make sure that it stayed decently close to it for those audiences. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I'm glad that they kept that in mind and didn't just completely change everything. Because I think there are some things that obviously need to be changed for movies or television, but with something like this, like, there really wasn't anything that needed to be changed Mm -hmm. to make it make sense. Yeah, it's easy enough to cross over, so. Yeah. It's not like Divergent, where they just, like, changed everything about the second book. book (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is that? What is it about this trope that you are so drawn to? Yeah. I want them to hate each other. (laughs) Because I want to see that like they have an actual emotional reaction to the other person and I think I'll say specifically for in books it makes for great banter it makes for great payoff and it typically makes for a slower burn of a relationship which are all things that I like because I don't like when they like instantly see each other and they love each other and they're instantly like on the same page with things yeah I like when they have to work to get that love between the two of them. I don't know. It just makes for like a journey to yeah. go on between the two of them. Like even I'm thinking in like fantasy books when like the characters hate each other and then they end up loving each other at the end. Like it just, it makes for a good payoff by the end of it. Like I don't know. And like I said, it has like all the angst that I love and like tension. I like reading and watching. So I don't yeah. know. What about it? do you like? I think when you're taking just a simple romance story Like you said, it's more entertaining to watch them go on this journey from hating each other to then being in love with each other Mm -hmm. rather than it being love at first sight and then they overcome other stupid ass obstacles yeah so like what if they just show if take away the hate aspect of their relationship so they show up they're two assistants to these people and they just get to know each other right 
Where's the fun in that? Yeah. <laughs> well, like Fever Pitch, you know, one of them is obsessed with the Boston Red Sox. So there's always conflict somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would say, like, one of them has a dirty little secret. One of them is lying about, you know, something. One of them mm-hmm. has to move away. But I would say of all the conflicts, it's more fun for the conflict to be right out, straight out the gate that they just don't like each other and yeah. they're already at odds. Yes. And I love that moment that when they get on the same page or they like work through their past issues. Like then, so at the beginning you hear Josh say, or at the beginning you hear Lucy say, and Josh redu- fired all of my work friends. Yeah. So you hear her being like angry about that and you're like, that's a good reason to hate him. Like yeah. that makes total sense. Like if someone came in and fired you I'd be like pissed yeah but then at the end when then she's like he reduced 33% of our workforce so that that way 200 other people could keep their jobs yeah so then it's like she's changed her mind around the framework to being like while yes that's unfortunate that they had to go I also got to keep my job and 199 other people did because he did that so again you're seeing that like change in opinion so when you see her kind of get on his page a little bit that like does something for the story and you it's like you grow to understand the other person which when you're hating somebody you understand them in a way but you're just like Mm -hmm. picking everything out yeah to fuel your hate but then it's believable that it turns to love because Mm -hmm. you're studying this person so hard and then you're like reframing oh my god i just remember totally something totally off topic but yes Another big thing that I know a lot of people were at first like pissed about Lucy Hale's casting because her eyes aren't blue. And I was like, that's a very, I know it's a very small thing, but in the book, it's the fact that he paints his bedroom, the color of her eyes. And that was like this big like thing of being like, he never hated her, like that he's always loved her. And in the movie, I liked that then they did that with like the green wall. Cause I'm Mm. like, when people were pissed about that, I'm like, I literally didn't care about that. Cause I'm like, okay, then they just take that out of the movie, whatever. Like that was a cute moment but the fact that they did that then with the green wall and her green dress like that was cute yeah i liked that yeah that was a lot though for me so i guess he's never hated her and for him it kind of always has been a game mm-hmm. and his way of like feeling close to her yeah but then for her she has she has genuinely hated him yes which makes sense when you think about it because how she listed off those reasons at the beginning. And I forget, why did he ignore her that first time that they met? There was a reason for that. Of like when they first met, you know, like in the movie, he just takes his plant and walks on. Mm-hmm. I forget why. Like he had like an actual justification for that encounter where like he saw it from a different perspective. So then he never understood then why she like kind of antagonized him. Yeah. So then that's when like that whole thing kind of started. Because then that was his way of like messing with her and like connecting with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems very like Edward Cullen avoiding Bella Salon because he's so drawn to her. Because <laughs> he wants to drink her blood. Yeah, but maybe he was like, mm. Yeah, I Just forget. I'd have to reread I it. I mean, I think we know that they don't mesh well like they're very different from each other so maybe that's why he just ignored her straight off the back because he's like this bitch is a fucking yellow vomit I'm Mm -hmm. gray and steely and I don't want anything to do with it I think that there should be more romance books turned into rom-coms like this because you have a bunch just like sitting there for the taking where again you don't really have to do much work to make them happen and then it's a guaranteed audience so Right. And if they're done well, you know, like, like if they're taken seriously Mm -hmm. by the people that are making them. Yeah. They can be like this was good. good films. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even really think of other rom-coms within the last five years. Like genuinely, I don't know. I watched The Longest Ride. Um, yeah, what the hell we were supposed said, to watch? Yeah, and then we well, and then I think by the time I don't even really remember when we got back from the bars. Well, yeah, so. you guys were both on well 
Oh, damn. I left you face down over there. Olivia was in the bathroom doing God knows what. And I was just like, hope y'all are good. Bye. <laughs> yeah, so no, we never obviously watched it then that night. And then during the day, we watched The Hating Game and then fucking other random stuff. But I did watch it. And I'm like, why do I like this Yeehaw movie? Yeah. Because it is very Yeehaw. Yeah, but yeah. yet I'm like, why do I like this? Yeah. It's, it's so like nothing. War, horses. Yeah. It's trucks. so nothing that we would like. Yeah, but it's good. But yeah, it's kind of a high. It's again like the size Hi. difference between them. He's just hot as fuck. He is really hot. I'm not sorry about it. Yeah. Do you have anything else about the hating game? Kind of <laughs> I don't think I do. It was good. 10 out of 10 yeah. recommend. I would 100% recommend. It got, it gets a gold star from me. It gave what it needed to give. Mm-hmm. And once again, I came at a point in my life where I just needed like a little lightness. Again, it was a perfect length. Yeah. It was like an hour and 45 minutes. Thank you for that. Doing the Lord's work. Well, next week is our two year anniversary episode. That is wild. That's crazy that we've been doing this for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And we'll come up with something fun for that. Maybe we'll do our questions on Instagram again. So be on the lookout for that. And then after that, we have Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. the new movie starring every person in Hollywood ever. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we are going to be covering each and every episode mm-hmm. of Euphoria season yep. two. So we'll do a season one recap episode the first week in January. And then after that, the first episode of season two comes out January 9th. Mm-hmm. And every Wednesday or Thursday, we're not sure yet, we might be switching up our posting schedule, but mm-hmm. we will be doing a recap of each episode because mm-hmm. Euphoria is the show, mm-hmm. as we've said before, that inspired us to start this podcast. Mm-hmm. I am so freaking excited mm-hmm. to dive in deep mm-hmm. to this show. Me too. So very, very much looking forward to that mm-hmm. and all the exciting things to come in the new year. Yeah, get fucking ready for that. I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait for Euphoria season two. I kind of hope someone dies. I love me some character death. Oh my god. And I kind of want someone dead. I don't want Fez to die. No, not Fez. What if his episode, he dies in his episode? That would wreck me. I don't want him to die, but also I could see him dying. Like, if there's gonna be one to die, I could see it being him. Yeah. Oh my my glass. <laughs> that was such a long build up. Oh! Lila. Let's see you. <laughs>